Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Snippet, the short podcast platform. This is Check Your Privilege, the podcast. Let's welcome anti-racism guide, mental health activist, and founder of the Check Your Privilege movement, your host, Maisha T. Hill. Hi, friends. Welcome to Check Your Privilege, the podcast. I'm your guide on this journey, Maisha T. Hill, founder of the Check Your Privilege Movement, a community of co-conspirators living into the work of anti-oppression, liberation, and legacy. I'm really excited. This is the first episode, so I'm just going to give an overview about what we'll be talking about here for this season. So Check Your Privilege is an invitation to check our individual collusion with the interlocking systems of oppression. The systems of imperialism, capability or ableism, white supremacy, patriarchy, block us from being in true co-conspiratorship. Now, you know, usually when you hear the word co-conspire, you may often consider or think of committing a crime. (laughs) Oftentimes people end up going to court for being a co-conspirator and committing a crime. And when we use co-conspirator, we actually mean that we're coming together as individuals in the collective to move towards liberation of all. Understanding that our humanity is tied to one another, understanding the essence of Ubuntu, we address and know that it takes a village. It takes one to a community, right? A community of two or more folks to really go in and make systemic, interpersonal, and individual change. So privilege doesn't mean that you don't have any hardships. It essentially means that the hardships you experience have nothing to do with your privileged identities. So a lot of times people think that when you hear check your privilege, you're essentially talking about white privilege, dominant culture privilege. And so the focus of this podcast is not to focus on white privilege, which is that cultural phenomenon that when you as a person of the dominant culture here, check your privilege, you're like, oh, man, this means that I'm a racist. No, 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 no. We're not going to focus on that here. What we are going to do, though, is really help you understand that the cultural phenomenon, the dominant culture narrative, white privilege, it, it does exist. So it's not like it's not a thing or not a concept. But the idea is that one person can have the experiences of both privilege and marginalization. You can have a marginalized identity and still wrestle with privilege. And you're probably wondering, well, how is that possible? I am black. I am gay. I am trans. How is it possible for me to even have privilege in my identity? Well, you got to think about the work of Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw and the work around intersectionality. Um, There's also a lot of second and third wave feminism concepts that actually help us think about the nuances of privilege. 
And so I often call them the seven identities of privilege. And it's really when you look at the nuances of your race, economic, class, body size, gender, ability, neurodiversity, mental health, and more. It's almost like privilege is within its own caste system that brings together these multifaceted approaches towards how you are or how you exist in the world. So I can be a black woman with an abled body and still I can still have privilege. So it's a privilege for me to have an abled body to be able to leave my house during a pandemic, put on my mask, go out to eat with my family, drive a car. It's a privilege that our disabled siblings don't have, right? Our immunocompromised folks don't have. They don't have the ability to leave their homes. Uh, Even if they're double masked and vaccinated and have a booster, they don't have the privilege I have to move around the world. And when I think of disabled, I'm thinking of mental illness. I'm thinking of cerebral palsy. I'm thinking of wheelchair bound. I'm thinking of the variety and the aspects and the spectrum of even having that disability. So you can have a marginalized identity, whether that's race or gender, etc., and still uphold privilege. I think why white privilege is such a phenomenon is because it comes from dominant culture. And anything seen outside the lens of dominant culture is seen as inferior or not acceptable. And so when you are part of a marginalized identity who has been seen as the abnormal feature, the abnormal being, and then you all of a sudden get to call in those from the dominant culture, the notion of check your privilege, right, feels like finally, it's my moment. Finally, I can say things to the dominant majority that me from the global majority have never meant or have never been able to say. And that's a different conversation for another day in another episode. So together during this season, we're going to have conversations to help us unlearn and relearn what it means to heal our way forward, what it means to look seven generations back and seven generations forward, so that we can have the capacity to challenge the status quo and be better together. You know, you can't have one without the other you know my partner often tells me that the best steak is made with salt and pepper so when we work towards breaking free from the interlocking systems of oppression when we think about what it means to heal and when we think about what it means to unlearn and relearn it really is taking that deep look into individual interpersonal and systemic ways that we show up in harm And really learn how to reduce harm, right? Because the nuance of this work is to lean into the tension of non-closure, right? Because we may never arrive to an endpoint, to a final destination. So I think a word that I want to just kind of go briefly into is you continue to hear me say these interlocking systems of oppression, right? And so when you hear the words imperialist, capitalist, white supremacy, ableist, patriarchy. It's really me naming, you know, as my predecessor Bell Hooks would say, it's the way that you name how the collusion of the systems are functioning all the time in our lives, right? So this system that exists, 
you know, it's almost like the movie The Matrix. Shout out to The Matrix. I love The Matrix. (laughs) But you see that the individual has this collective wake up where he has to make a choice to stay asleep or or wake up. And Morpheus in the first Matrix, you see the whole conversation of like you are a slave, right, to the system. Essentially, we're all socialized to uphold The Matrix, And so we actually essentially have a choice to take the blue pill or the red pill and liberate ourselves from the system, which is a lifelong journey. Liberation is the goal. So it's a lifelong process and practice. And so every single day, these systems teach us how to have power over others and how to be oppressive. So there are power dynamics always at play within this system where you as an individual want to be free, you know something's not right, you put a finger on it, and the moment you choose to move forward, the system continues to duplicate and create something that continues to oppress you and oppress others. You know, I love using this larger framework to define the work that we're doing, right, towards liberation, legacy, and love, right, to check our privilege, to be mindful of how we show up in spaces, right, so that we can make sure that we're not showing up as a duplication, of that same system individually, interpersonally, okay, and systemically. It's very important when you hear me think about checking privilege and breaking free from these systems, you have to think of the, you know, if we this was an oppression course, we talk about the four eyes of oppression, individual, interpersonal, institutional, and there's another eye. (laughs) But in this specific um, context, I'm really wanting us to really break down our individual collusion with these systems, the way it shows up in interpersonal relationship, the collusion with these systems, and then systemically the way that we're actually in everyday roles at nine to fives, and we are not challenging the status quo, we're just going with what the system says. So the systems, capitalism is a system, imperialism is a system, patriarchy, ableism is a system. White supremacy is also a system like we see it at play and our goal is to challenge it every single day in ourselves, within the collective and within the larger system. So the idea here is that we got to really continue, friends, to understand these multiple intersections of race, class, gender, body size, mental ability and more and scrutinize the system when it continues to try to press us down. And so over the course of this first season of this podcast, we'll break down these systems a little bit more. We'll talk about the seven dimensions of privilege. We'll have interviews and guests to help us heal our way forward. We are all working to break free into a liberated mindset, really challenging this individualistic model into a collective community model. And that collective community looks like centering, restorative and transformative justice, mutual aid, indigenous sovereignty, and reparations. It's really cultivating seeds of awareness so that we can be well and so that we can break from the status quo. So thanks for tuning in to this preview of Check Your Privilege. I look forward to being in constant and continued community. And until next time, friends, live into your work. Bye-bye.